Today I'd like to talk about two kinds of miracles, the fast kind and the slow kind. We all know what the fast kind look like, whether or not we've seen one ourselves. Jesus says the word and the water turns into wine. Jesus says to the paralyzed man, take up your mat and walk, and he does. And we hear about them from time to time today, stories of what I call fast miracles. The terrible diagnosis is given, but then the next scan shows that all the tumors are gone. The kid who is struggling in school finds just the right teacher, and instantly all the problems go away. Miracles. The Gospel of John calls them signs and wonders. That's what Jesus' followers want from him in our reading from John today. A great crowd had gone to hear Jesus preach, such a big crowd that one of the disciples says that not even six months' wages could possibly pay for enough food for each person to give a little. But Jesus is able to take five loaves and just two fish bless them, and miraculously give the entire crowd their fill. It's a fast miracle, the kind that takes our breath away. And after that miraculous feeding of 5,000, Jesus has to withdraw to the top of a mountain so that the crowd can't take him by force and make him king. They keep following him so that when he comes down again, Jesus speaks to them. And in that conversation, Jesus acknowledges the miracle that he's performed, but keeps trying to redirect the crowd's attention from this one spectacular act to a different kind of miracle altogether, a sort of subtler kind that is not as easy to see, but is just as important, a slow miracle. The crowd begins by complaining. Rabbi, why did you come here? In other words, why are you running away from us? Jesus responds, I know that you aren't looking at me, looking for me because you want to hear my teaching and follow me. You're here because I miraculously provided you a good meal. You're here because you want me to miraculously, instantaneously meet your needs. And Jesus is right about the crowd and often about us. That's what we want from God much of the time, isn't it? God, I need help getting out of this financial hole, and I need it now. God, please help this person I love right this minute. That's often what we come asking for, and there's no shame in that. The crowds really were hungry. They needed something to eat. It wasn't some selfish whim that they were indulging. But Jesus doesn't just want the crowd or us to follow him just for what he can give us in the moment, just because he can impress them with signs and wonders. Jesus says to them, do not, look, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. In other words, Jesus says, you miss the point. I gave you bread to fill your stomachs, but the most important thing that I offered was the meeting of a deeper hunger. I offered to meet the need in that part of your soul that you don't talk about, to address the inner longing that we all carry. Jesus is telling them, 
I know you've come here seeking a miracle, but the most important kind of miracle that I can do isn't filling your belly for a few hours. It's feeding your deepest need slowly over a whole lifetime. Jesus is suggesting that we can be so preoccupied by our desire for a big, flashy miracle that we miss the slow miracle that God is offering to do within us at every moment. Jesus says that the most important work of God is not fast miracles, but slow ones. Not the miracle of the loaves and fishes, but the slow miracle of meeting our deepest spiritual needs over a lifetime. The crowd misses the point. Okay, well, but how about you do a miracle now just so that we know we can believe in you? When our ancestors were wandering the desert, they said, Moses miraculously gave them bread, so what are you going to do for us? Jesus says, very truly I tell you, it wasn't Moses who gave you bread from heaven, but it is my Father that gives you true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You see what's happening here. The people keep asking for fast miracles, for Jesus to impress them by changing everything in an instant. And Jesus keeps redirecting them to something better. Jesus offers to be with them, a slow moving miracle, the promise of transformation over a lifetime. They keep asking for bread to fill their stomachs and Jesus keeps offering himself, his presence, something that can feed them forever. I'm pretty sure that I've seen fast miracles in my life and ministry. Sometimes cancer does go into remission. Hearts that have stopped beating start again. Teenagers who are going down the wrong path suddenly change course. I think I've seen that. But I know for sure that I've seen a lot of slow miracles. A beloved son loses years to drug addiction and then begins the slow work of recovery and rebuilding relationship. An infertile couple does everything they can medically to have children, only to have it fail. Years later, after a family crisis, they find themselves the happy caretakers of a house full of nieces and nephews who come to call them mom and dad. A high-powered businessman comes down with a chronic illness that means he has to quit his job and take on part-time work for which he's overqualified. But the change results in new and deeper relationships with his children, his spouse, his friends, his neighbors. Unexpected time for new priorities. Slow miracles. People discovering over time the ability to do things by God's grace that they would not be capable of alone. They're given grace to endure the unendurable. They're given the ability to hold on to faith under stress and grief. The fact that these miracles are slow and unspectacular doesn't make them any less miraculous. 
Of course we want the big flashy miracle. We want the people we love to be healed. We want the damage to be undone, the problem to be solved. We want the world to be better than it is. And we should want and wish and pray and work for those things. But the danger is we get so caught up in waiting and wishing for God to intervene spectacularly and fix everything that we miss the slower, steadier work that God is already doing in our midst. This week, St. John's hosted Adventure Camp, a fantastic day camp for 30 kids from St. John's and the wider community. Not coincidentally, I'll be going on vacation tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, the theme of the camp was shipwrecked. And during the week, we pretended that we were shipwrecked and we heard stories from the Bible about ways that Jesus rescues us. And we talked a lot about the fact that Jesus isn't like a helicopter who swoops in and plucks us out of the storm and takes us away from everything. Rather, Jesus is more like a life preserver. I borrowed one from Tim Pigeon and wore it all week. Jesus is like a life preserver that keeps us afloat in the midst of the storm. Not instant rescue, but presence, love, the capacity to endure. Jesus' rescue of us is often a slow miracle. And part of the Christian faith is learning to see all of life as one long, slow miracle of God's work in us and in the world. Not feeding the 5,000, but giving the bread of life, giving one day at a time just enough for today. Amen. <laughs>